Welcome to the Keep It Moving Podcast. From an aimless kid to a Navy veteran traveling the world, join Andy and his guests in discussing the before, the during, and the after of military life and more. Here's your host, Andy Lane. Hey, what's going on, everybody tuning in? My name's Andrew. We're going to be talking about some cool stuff today. Probably be talking about um, being in the military, uh, what it was like, life beforehand, life afterwards, kids, family, marriages, divorces, you know, the whole nine. Our special guest today is Roman, a friend that I previously served with that we've kept in touch uh, over the years, whether it be through gaming, Discord, phone calls, whatever. Yeah, so I'm Roman. Uh, I've been around military for about 10 years now, just recently separated and I'm just kind of working through, you know, just the general transition in and out, adjusting to civilian life on the outside. How do you like it? It's good, man. How about you? How are you liking the civilian life? I would say after about 12 years in the military, it's like going from like a sprint where you're like, man, I just always have to be doing something like there's just no stop. Right. Right. You know, you wake up first thing in the morning, you're like, shit, I got to be at muster. You know, like I got to be there in uniform, clean shaven, quote unquote. But like you get there and you're like, oh, man, my anxiety, you know, to get to work on time, plus traffic, finding parking, all that stuff. And like you and I were both stationed in Pearl Harbor together. So you already know. No, there's absolutely no parking there. Yeah, that is true. I was talking about this with a think colleague at work the other day uh, about just kind of the differences in traffic is one of them, right? Like, think about it, especially Hawaii. Dude, we lived in Eva Beach, right? So on a Saturday, Eva Beach to the base is what, like 12 minute drive. Yeah. But on like a work week, we're up at 445 to be out the door at five to be at a job that starts at eight. Which is crazy because I lived at a like Salt, was it Salt Lake Road or whatever it was, like base housing right outside of Hollyava. I know what you're talking about. Not Makalapa, but the. Yeah, Makalapa. No, 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 Makalapa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I would go through Makalapa Gate and uh, (laughs) I lived a mile from work in base housing and all that. And it would take me over an hour to leave my house and get on base just through that gate. And then I had to deal with every 18 year old who just got their driver's license trying to drive on Pearl Harbor. And you know, the base isn't that big anyway. So it's like the first thing you do, you just get super anxious because you're like, please don't hit me. Right. I feel like that's every base, right? Every base parking's the problem. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every base I've ever been to, there's never enough parking. You were in San Diego, right? Yeah, so I did uh, 32nd. Okay, wet side? Wet side, yeah. Yeah. They all have parking lots. There's no garages, right? So you have no verticality. And then you're reserving all these parking spots for all these high officials, your higher-ranked, you know, sailors. Right, right. And they don't make up the majority. It's just numbers. They don't make up the majority of the force that's on that base. The majority is, you know, your junior sailors. What, what would you say that is? People listening, probably like E5 and below. Probably E5 and below, I think, is a comfortable suggestion. You know, E6s are kind of a little more responsible enough. They've been around a while, so they can, you know, they know where all, like, the the one-off parking spots are, the spots nobody's looked for and stuff. So I would say probably your E5 and below being your juniors. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And, dude, there's thousands of them that are parking, (laughs) like, miles, miles away from work. And they have to get a workout in before they fucking start the day because they have to run from wherever the hell they ended up parking. Jesus. Yeah, see, I was 
fortunate and also very unfortunate because I grew up in California. You grew up there too, right? Yeah. Okay, so you grew up in what? Southern California? Yeah, around LA. Okay, so I grew up in Sacramento, which is Northern California. We get like we get seasons. Yeah. It's like the only difference in California. Fair enough. Part of the reason why I even joined the Navy was my oldest brother had uh, moved down to San Diego. And while I was down there, I was like, man, I'm just a drunken moron. Like, I'm just doing nothing with my, like, let me join the military. Right. So I went down to San Diego and I kept seeing like all these like Navy things. And, you know, and I'm like, man, I should just stop being a bitch and join the Navy. Like, <laughs> And so I was like, oh, all right, cool. I'll just join the Navy. Neighbors upstairs just drop like a bowling ball. Oh, solid. Yeah. So. I wanted to go to San Diego so bad because I'm like, oh, California, it's home to me, right? Like, it's just like... Right. It's familiar. Yeah. It's the, it's the coast that you'd know. And it's San Diego, right? Beautiful, sunny San Diego where it, like, rains once a year. Maybe right. once every two years. So... I'm like, this is going to be great. I'll just have this like lavish lifestyle. I can continue doing whatever ignorant shit I was doing. Oh, you thought you were going to be big dick balling on military paycheck. Okay. Yeah, right? And I knew I wasn't going to make that much money because before that, like, I was a diesel truck mechanic, which I don't really want to get into right now. And then I went to being a mechanic after that and whatever. So I was making decent money, but then I was working three jobs. And then I'm like, oh, cool. I can go to the military. They'll just pay me, like, money. You know, not a whole lot, but then they'll give me, like, a place to stay and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Joke's on me. I go to boot camp, right? And I'm like, oh, this is going to be rad, right? Like, oh, Chicago, it's a new place. I land. And as soon as I land in Chicago, yeah, it was Midway or O'Hare, one of those airports or whatever. I take a piss, right? Because I'm like, man, I've been holding my piss for like this whole flight. Like, I got to take a piss. Right. So I do my thing and I come back out and then everybody's like getting corralled into this like little area by these people. I don't know the fuck. They yeah. Are. Right. Where they make you sit on the floor. <laughs> oh yeah cool yeah, so it's just a giant sea of people so we all had the same experience got it yeah, everyone yep pretty much. <laughs> so as they're corralling people they're like yeah we're gonna put you all on a bus and we're gonna send you to great lakes and i'm like yeah that means nothing to me i didn't <laughs> yeah you could have told me anything at this point and i would have fucking believed you yeah you know? i i didn't bring a cell phone i didn't bring extra clothes that i was worried about like having it because i didn't want to mail anything back that i was told before going to boot camp like don't bring anything. You're just going to have to mail it back. So I didn't. I didn't bring anything at all. Oh, okay. I like threw the clothes away that were on my back. So I'm like, I don't give a shit. So we get there. We get this long bus ride or whatever. And then they do the whole like, get off the fucking bus. And everybody's yelling at you and stuff like that. And you're like, all right. Well, I was 24 when I went to boot camp. I'm like, all right. This is kind of funny, but all right. So I get off and they're like, stand on the stars or dots or whatever. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like looking around. And I'm like, oh, on the floor. Got it. <laughs> I'm like standing. We're all like, whatever. And I'm just like, this is hilarious. It's not scary because once you like get out of the mindset of like, oh, they're here to like abuse me and make this like terrible. No, they're just, you know, they're just there. Right. They're just there to start your transformation. And it's that, what is it? What's that mentality? It's got to break you down to build you back up. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, whatever. And then like, you guys have to pee in a cup. And I was like, fuck, I just oh. peed. <laughs> the number of people. Who just peed before that happened? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You get off the bus or like right before you're leaving the airport, you've been on a plane for five, six hours. Some people, some people more, some people less, right? And so you got to pee. So you just take a piss. But you haven't eaten all day. You haven't drank anything. So you get there. It's two o'clock in the morning. 
and some strangers yelling at you to pee in a cup. Just yelling at you. While everyone else is watching you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, not many people could do that. Like, that is a very <laughs> welcome to the military situation. It's you know great. what I mean? Yeah, it's great. I remember I grabbed my cup because, so I didn't have a problem because I had honestly, I had had to pee the whole time. <laughs> nice. They hand me the cup, right? And I'm like, oh, sweet. And so like, I started like running off to a bathroom and, uh, you know, you're not allowed to do that at all. So I'm just getting yelled at to go somewhere. Right. So I finally end up making it like in a line with all these people into the bathroom and I go and I'm like, oh, sweet. Walk up to the urinal. Just, hey, hey, back it up three feet. <laughs> and I was like, what? What are you talking about, dude? Backed it up three feet. I'm like, whatever. It's fine. I can do this. Pull the pants off, like start trying to pee, and, <laughs> and we just get yelled at again. And he's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, you're gonna pee like you were in kindergarten, bro." I was in a line with 15 dudes while Drop. we're peeing with our pants and underwear around the ankles. I was gonna and, say, <laughs> "Do you have to drop?" And uh, what was it? I think it was like three whatever petty officers or whatever standing in front of us. Oh man! <laughs> and then like, like, all right. Everybody hands up, nothing in your hands, all right, you can pee. And then as soon as we started, then they walked behind us just to make sure we didn't put anything in those cups. No. Right? That's your first hour. <laughs> like your first <laughs> hour and an hour and a half of boot camp. And the whole time, you're just like, what did I do? Dude, why did I get on that plane? Like, yeah, what, what did I do? <laughs> so I got there and I was like, mm, cool, I don't have to pee. This might be a while. And the guy was like, you're going to walk around the room with a cup over your shoulder until you have to pee. And like every time you walk by this water fountain, you're going to take a drink from the water fountain. And I'm like, mm. or he oh, called it, it had a, to be a lapper. Yeah. He called it a scuttlebutt. <laughs> Dope. So, yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I guess I'll just walk around this room for an hour while I'm uh, trying to pee in a cup or whatever. Eventually, I... It came, but I have like a shy bladder, right? So just naturally, okay. I'm like, mm, I don't do well with like pee on command. You could watch me all you want. You could stare at whatever you want, but I have a problem for some odd reason, and I'm not sure why. I probably have like a swollen prostate. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but I just have a problem providing on command. I don't think many people, to be honest with you, I don't know if if you ran up to me or like, if you pee right now, I'll give you a hundred bucks. I don't know if I could. I probably have to drink a few beers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if I'm like, if I'm drunk, it's, yeah, I'll pee wherever you want. Yeah, maybe a white claw. You know, whatever. It's <laughs> just one white claw and I'm ready to go. <laughs> just one. Like, not two, just one. So <laughs> after that whole experience, they're like, all right, now you're going to get in line. You're going to get your, what was it? The the PTU, the PT gear. Oh, yeah. Your, yeah, your PTUs or whatever. Yeah. You got to remember that I didn't have to pee the whole time. So as I'm walking around this room consuming water, I'm like, I'm going to pee every 30 seconds for the next two days. Right. <laughs> We're standing around the boxes where they're like, hey, everybody take your clothes off. Like you have to um mail back whatever you're going to mail back and do all that stuff or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I have to pee. And they're like, well, you better hold it. I'm like, I'm peeing in the box or I'm peeing in a bathroom. <laughs> Either way. These are your two options. Yeah. Like you don't get much of a choice because... You don't. Right. So the guy was like, all right, we'll go back to the beginning of like the building where we came in or whatever and find the bathroom. And I was like, all right. So I'm like walking around and they're like, why are you walking on the side of the, you know, you have to walk on the side, like the right side of the hallway. Yeah. You have to walk on the right side. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, he's like, why aren't you walking on the right side of the hall? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what? What? I've been here for like the wrong side. Like, 
Yeah, it's been 75 minutes since I've gotten off the bus. <laughs> like, right. give me a break. And so I find the bathroom and I like take this big ass piss again. And then we go back to the fitting room or, or not fitting room, but like the where they're giving out the PT stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now we're cruising, right? Now we've already pissed everybody off. <laughs> right, right. We're cruising. So I throw all my stuff away and they're like, you're not going to mail that home. And I'm like, no. But these are like ripped jeans and a hoodie that like I could give a shit less about. Like, no, I'm not doing that. So I just throw it all away and they get mad about that. I'm like, all right, it's going to be very difficult to just have you guys not mad at me for a little bit. All right. Right. Whatever. <laughs> We're just all going to be bitchy today. Yeah. And so I'm like standing there waiting to get like my PT gear so I could be warm again. And uh, they like, you're going to size this and size that. And I was like 230 pounds when I went to boot camp of just alcohol weight. God damn. Yeah, I like went on like a month long bender before uh, leaving for boot camp. Just a big chungus. I was fat, but I was just like, I think I held it well, but I just didn't exercise. So I was completely out of shape. And like, if you tried to have me run a mile, I was fucked. Like, there's no right. way I would have passed out. And I mean that in the nicest way possible, but I would have passed out. Yeah. Easily. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But I'm, the whole time, I'm just like, man, this sucks. And so now we're standing in line to get our pictures taken for our IDs after we got our heads shaved or whatever. Right. And I'm like, I got to pee again. <laughs> so they're like, find someone and take them with you. And I was like, I don't care. I just have to pee. You guys made me walk around this room for an hour <laughs> drinking water every 30 seconds just right. so I could pee in a cup. And this is your fault. This is you. Yeah. All right. You started this, this. You deal with it. Yeah. This is your fault. I could care less. Like, you want me to pee every 30 seconds? I'll pee every 30 seconds. I don't care. But now it's your problem. Right. So that was my intro to the Navy. <laughs> okay. What months were you in boot camp? Oh, God. I got there October 28th. And then I graduated like Christmas, New Year's. Okay. So you did it like fall. I did it winter. Okay. How was that? Because I went in summer. Fall, winter. Uh, it sucked. Jumping forward, having to stay awake for 24 hours and like all that good stuff. Right. Remember, so battle stations, right? So we're going to, I'll jump forward to battle stations because. You're jumping to the end of boot camp on that one, buddy. Just before battle stations, they have you get all your coveralls, right? Like the old right. school coveralls. And they're like, make sure you guys keep them dry. You want to stay warm. Like all these, whatever. Naturally, in the middle of fucking winter and snow and ice, nobody's going to fucking keep that shit dry. I'm not going to get too far into detail on it, but. Do you remember when you had to unload the magazine when it's flooding? Yes. Yeah. So everybody's standing in water. It's not cold water, but it's cold water. You know, like it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's bearable. It's brisk water. Yeah. But the march back after all that bullshit in our coveralls. Oh, that, while you were soaking wet. Yeah. Everybody's coveralls froze to their legs. And so when we got back to the compartment or ship or whatever you want to call it, everybody's shit was just frozen to their legs. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm not the only one who's going to die of frostbite. All right. <laughs> it did summer. How was that? And summer was a lot of indoor PT. Oh, because of the humidity and heat? Yeah, we were in Black Flag. So for people who might not know, Navy Boot Camp is in Chicago, Illinois. Midwest in the summertime is not fun at all. Like, I think, dude, I remember one night I volunteered at the chapel, and we would work there kind of late on, like, Thursdays or whatnot. And I was coming back, and I'm walking, marching. Like, we're talking, it's like 9 o'clock. We're at, you know, 
late in the evening. And this car just drives up to me and just starts yelling at me. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And he's like, where are you going? Going to my ship? He's like, where are you coming from? It's like, the chapel. Why? And he's like, there's a tornado coming. You need to run. What? <laughs> Not, hey, get in the car. I'll drive you. <laughs> you just need to run. And so, yeah, dude, I ran back to my ship, and I guess, a, like, a tornado, like, threat hit, or, like, uh, warning had been issued, and nothing ever touched down or anything. But I was like, oh, okay, this is the Midwest. Got it. You can die at any time to a tornado. Oh, my God. And, you know, obviously, coming from California, a tornado isn't realistic to me, right? I've never seen one. I've never, <laughs> I've never experienced one. I've seen one on, like, a TV or, like, news documentary or in Twister you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> and Twister. Yeah, I can't contemplate that. Dude, I've never run so fast in my life out of pure fear of what a tornado could be. That's hilarious. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, I'm not really like you've known me a while. I'm not the smartest person on this planet, you know, and <laughs> I just thought they just like appeared like it was like there's a tornado. Like, not that it touched down or built up over time. It was just like you blink and it's there. Look, I'm not a weatherman per se. <laughs> I feel like you just look up at the clouds and you're like, oh, it looks like it's forming. Listen, I've had a lot of thoughts that when revisited a couple of years later, it's like, mm, man, really underperformed in that, you know, scenario. <laughs> okay, that's one of them. All right. When, they, when all the teachers say get under the desk, you're like, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I don't want to. That's one of those, maybe you should have listened, you know? What do you mean there's a basement? Dude, basements are weird. Tell me about it. Yeah. They, they flood. Yeah. Makes sense. I didn't even think about that. Imagine, so my dad grew up in the Midwest, so when I was like, hey, I'm going to Chicago, and he's like, oh, have fun. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. Not realizing he was like super sarcastic. <laughs> and then <Right. laughs> I'm like, I don't know what that means. So like him and my mom flew out for graduation. And uh, we got, like, that little Liberty thing or whatever, like, after graduation. Right. You get, like, the weekend or whatever. Yeah, but, like, you had to come back every night. Right. Okay, cool. I didn't know if that was just me or if, like, the rules were, like, still stupid for everyone else. All right. No, yeah. I think you, if you graduated good, because everyone graduated on, like, a Friday, right? Yeah. And so you'd get the weekend to, yeah. like, go out during the day, but you had to come back to the compartment. Unless you're one of those unlucky people who flew out on orders, like, the next day. True. Okay, yeah, I wasn't one of those lucky people, or unlucky. <laughs> My parents came out, and they, like, came out, and it was, like, negative, like, 12 degrees or something like that. Oh. Yeah, winter. I'm like, holy shit, like, welcome to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm glad you left sunny California for this. <laughs> yeah, right? And they had, like, a Pontiac G6. What's the shitty Pontiac that, like, <laughs> it's, like, a four-door, but it's, like, a... Fiero. It's like a Corolla version of a Pontiac. Dude, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen a Pontiac in so long. Yeah, I want to say it's a G6, but like that was their rental car. And I was like, dope. Not all-wheel drive. Not an SUV. <laughs> like not. Not four-wheel. Oh, nothing. <laughs> just, nothing. Just a sedan. Yeah. Hey, guys, let's just go bomb through Chicago real quick. I think Chicago does a pretty good job of like clearing their roads, though. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. All right, so honest question. Yeah. You drink coffee, right? Uh, yeah, just recently. Okay, so... You... So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So you didn't drink coffee, like, pre-boot camp, post-boot camp, like, 
around that time frame? No, dude. I, I when I say I started drinking coffee, I mean like two months ago. Oh, okay, just to like wean off energy drinks. Yeah, I, I ended up cutting out energy drinks with it, but yeah, I'm not well versed in that realm at all. That's crazy. I went the other direction. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I cut coffee out with energy drinks, and now I'm just like, eh, that was a bad idea. Yeah, now we have an addiction. So <laughs> there's like a little breakfast spot. I don't even know what you would call it. Right up the street from in between A school and boot camp. It's like up that road. You stayed in Great Lakes for A school, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So right up the road, there's like this little mom and pop like breakfast area, but it's nice. And I remember that was the very first cup of coffee because, you know, they didn't give you caffeine through boot camp because they're like, fuck you guys. You will right. be on a strict oat and dairy diet. <laughs> Come to find out I'm lactose intolerant. So dairy just fucked my butthole up the whole time. And it's not real dairy. So you're good. I know. Right. <laughs> what, what was that? It was like powdered. No, because the eggs were real. Wait, the milk was real. It just had, what was it, like UHG in it, I think. I have no idea. I just know that I stuck to a very strict diet. I didn't stray from it because I knew I would be fucked. I knew it. Oh, was it UHT? Oh, you're t- that's powdered milk. Yeah, that's what we had. The ultra high temp milk? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's basically what we had. It was just in like a bag. It was like pre-mixed or whatever. I don't remember drinking any milk on deployment either, but... What? Whatever. I remember it was... We found out it wasn't milk because we went on like an underway and I drank like the milk on the ship with uh, cereal or whatever. And then I came back home and drank regular milk and it was A, different, and B, fucked me up. Like <laughs> It definitely tasted like dairy. You're like, oh, that's egg. That's dairy. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's food. Okay. I would say the galley in Great Lakes was pretty good. It man. was good. How long were you in how long were you in A school? A couple months. I was there for a couple months. I was there for like a year. You had to go through like A was it ATT? Yeah, so we had to do the the first school and then you have to do your second school but for the most of it we are on holds right because the navy did a big push for ets and fcs that year okay like those like couple of years we were overmanned like throughout the navy there weren't enough billets open to put us you know what i mean i'm not surprised so there was like six to seven hundred of us on holds i think i was on hold for like seven months when were you there i was there so including boot camp got there in june of 2010 and then left August 2011, I think. Okay, June 2010, I was deployed. That makes sense. Yeah. So you were an ATT. You were there for about a year, year and a half? Yeah, year, year and a half. And then I had to go to, then we went to San Diego for C school. God, so you were just like in California. You were just like, I'm home. Fuck all you guys. Oh, yeah. Because they did the, did you guys do a wish list? Yeah, we had a wish list uh, that nobody got anything that was on their wish list oh so i did mine i just put small boy west coast and then small boy hawaii i don't even know what i put oh i just didn't want to be anywhere cold man after being in chicago for a winter <laughs> yeah i was like dude i don't want this ever again and i remember hearing like rumors you know you hear those rumors when you're you know in boot camp and a school and everything that once you got put on a coast it was like that was it yeah no, absolutely. They don't send you to the other one. And I was like, oh, I better get the West Coast, like, right off the bat. Yeah, no, and that that stayed true, like, that thought process. Like, I thought that was true until I started getting, like, multiple sets of orders, like, as my career went on. And I was just like, who's funding this? Because you're funding families to move from one coast to the other coast. And not even just, like, coast to coast, but, like, coast to coast to Hawaii. 
and then yeah. all the way back to the same east coast like what don't get me wrong that my last set of orders in maryland was like a godsend because those were great orders but who's the one that just decided like yeah this sounds like a really let's just send like this family like all over america yeah it happens a lot for what though you know so i put in for my last set of orders before i got out of active duty i put in for norfolk virginia because i'm like oh trying to stay on the east coast my son's out here i can make norfolk work whatever got friends out here family everything i got pre-com orders to san diego (laughs) what and i'm like did you not you mean to tell me there's no ships in Norfolk right now that need operation specialists? And then I picked up first class. You know, I picked up E6 and everybody's like, oh, you should renegotiate for orders. And I was like, for what? I tried to negotiate the first time and they didn't listen. So what, pray tell, was going to make a difference? And I'm like, oh, it's a different detailer. I'm like, yeah, they sit next to each other. There's no like, you're not selling me on anything yet. Yeah. I just didn't understand it because I'm like, man, like I gave you a golden egg, you know? I'm like, put me back in the place that nobody in their right mind wants to go. Yeah. And I want to go there. And then you're like, yeah, we're going to send you to San Diego. The one place I wanted to go for my very first set of orders. The one place that I had been like trying to get to. You should have come back, baby. I know. It's pretty nice out here. I got love for family, though. So my son's the most important person in my life. Yeah. But like, you know. (laughs) But San Diego. (laughs) Live in two places at once. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But San Diego, you know, we got tacos. If I can make enough money to live in like, I don't know, someplace like San Diego, like California is not really high on my list right now although new york's even lower on my list but I mean, it's just not really a good place to go right now <laughs> kind of neither of them are with everything going on in the world but whatever i would have to make so much money to either fly my son out and i couldn't even do that because i'd have to buy two plane tickets because he's so young or i would fly myself back out to the east coast so weigh your options you know do you make a ton of money and spend all of it traveling back and forth to the same location or do you just bite that bullet stay you know kind of close and you don't really have to travel as much yeah but i live 27 minutes from my son i am in the most pristine position possible right now it's awesome that's pretty cool yeah i get to hang out with him like all weekend we went out and played in the snow i went to dave and busters on friday you're never gonna sell me on dave and busters okay listen it is like the bridge between adult and child it is it is the bridge but I don't want kids around when I'm trying to turn up and win some games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like You just have to go to like the, the section that the kids don't hang out in, which is like, uh, what is it, Resident, not Resident Evil, the House of Horrors game and like all that stuff. I mean, I get that you have a kid, so you're kind of used to it. But as somebody who doesn't have a kid, if you're drunk, just hanging out with adults, it's great. And then you throw a kid into that mix, it ruins the night. Have you met my son? I'm just saying, as somebody who does not have a child and does not drink (laughs) around children normally. That's true, yeah. When I'm thrown into that situation, I have a buzzkill. And I'm going to say this. doesn't matter how much you love your kid. Kid sucks. So you and Michelle are going to have kids? A little bit. Yeah, we're going to have a kid. (laughs) You're going to have a kid. Yeah, we're going to have a kid, and he's going to suck, but I'm going to think he's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> and you're going to sell. And I can't gonna, fucking wait. And you're going to sell everybody on it, too. You'll be like, my yep. child is the best. For sure. And I know behind closed doors, they're going to be like, his kid kind of sucks. But He was kind of a buzzkill when we were trying to get drunk at David Buster's. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, my God. We had a niece in the house not that long ago, 
And dude, that was a culture shock. Really? It's you got to think. It's me, my wife, two dogs. We do not make a whole lot of noise. Okay, fair. Yeah, no. And then we had a small child with everything that that entails. Screaming. And I'm talking like yeah. hopped up on sugar, just got back from Disneyland. Oh, well, not just got back, like going to Disneyland. When she came back, she was passed out. Oh, yeah. No. Just loud because, you know, that's what kids are. And when that's not your lifestyle, dude, kind of ruins your day. You're like, I want to go back to peace and quiet. I was joking with my wife. I was joking with, uh, you know, in uh, Law and Order. Between scenes, you get that dun-dun. Yeah. Every morning, that is what played in my head. Just like next day. Bah, bah. <laughs> I mean, it's good. And like, you get used to them every now and again. But again, initially, it is a culture shock to have a kid thrown into your life when you don't have one. That's true. And also finding out that you are going to have a kid after never having one. Uh, it's probably not a good call. Yeah. There's two theories on that one. One, like if you want kids and somebody tells you like, hey, we're going to have a kid. And you're like, oh, OK, cool. Like, I'm excited. I'm aw I'm awesome. This is awesome. I'm awesome. I'm having a kid. That's basically what you're doing, right? Yeah. I'm awesome. Here's another one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like you either want kids and then like you find out you're going to have one or you don't want kids and then you find out you're going to have one. And then you don't know what to do with yourself or your hands. <laughs> you know like who's ever ready for that situation yeah then you pull a ricky bobby and then you're like mm, I what i'm gonna do here what do i put my hands but like the other third not the least spoken train of thought on that one is like you don't want kids you're not ready for kids you never really thought about kids and then you find out like oh damn i'm gonna have a kid and then something clicks in your brain you're like well maybe i can mold his mind to be as awesome as i am and then you just start to get like super excited and then you realize that like damn i should probably like get off this pedestal but then you realize that like you could do a lot of like cool things when you have like a mini version of you and then like the mini version of you eventually turns into like a four foot tall seven year old who's very athletic and then you're like shit i just want to take a nap <laughs> yeah you're like i'm tired yeah <laughs> it's you've just been running for the last seven years but it's awesome I didn't expect to have a kid and then they just kind of happen. And then I'm like, not sure what to do, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm like my same mindset that like, I just kind of carry with myself, like through shit in life. Right. Like, we'll just figure it out. I'm a dad, but also I like to party. What's, I mean, granted that was the whole reason why I stopped partying when like I became a dad and then I started making like a ton of bad decisions. Yeah. Let's just have like a big barbecue at the house and like, you know, everybody can like drink and like have a good time. And I'm like, yeah, no, you still got to be a parent. And like, you still got to like watch your kid and, and do all that stuff. See, kind of a buzzkill for you. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> of course it's a buzzkill for me. I'm trying to do dumb shit with my friends. One of my friends has to be a dad right now. <laughs> Are you trying to do hood rat shit? I get it. Just trying to do hood rat shit. Whatever. But like, also, I kind of feel like if you have a kid in the military, like everybody's like, oh, you can go to like fleet and family and you can talk to so-and-so and you can get all these benefits and you can this and you can that. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And then like you check, you know, your commands like, oh, your kid's sick. Fuck you. Stay here. And you're like, what? <laughs> I got to pick my kid up from daycare. Yeah. Which is CDC, which is military run daycare. And you're like, I can't. There's nothing I can do in this situation. And they're like, well, what's your family care plan. Like, bitch, I'm on an island. I'm not going to fly my mom and dad or brothers out here to pick my son up from fucking daycare because he's got a cough. What do you want? 
pick and choose your battles. I don't know, man. Didn't have a kid in the military. It's fun. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine it's uh, got its ups and downs. Like, how many times did you deploy? Oh, God. With a kid once, but okay. total four times. You went on four deployments? You added three combat deployments to the Middle East and, okay. and then one, one Westpac. Westpac with you guys. Yeah. 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 So I did. Yeah, we did two Westpacs. Yeah, I did one yeah, without you and one with you. Yeah, you guys got to go to Palau, though. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Palau was a shit show. So somebody was talking about it at work the other day because I work with military and I also work with retired military. But they're like, they contract. But they're in their like 60s, right? And I'm like, yeah, Palau. Like, da, da, da. like they're talking about like back in the day Palau. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Speaking of Palau, I was like, I know some people who like got America banned from the island. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, first off, we didn't get America banned from the island. Oh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell me what happened? Um, I mean, personally, I had a great time. And I'm not going to air out everybody else's dirty laundry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would never expect But that. I can tell you one thing about Palau. I have never seen clearer water in my life. Sober? Dude, sober. It's like, you ever seen like a postcard? Clearer than Lanakai Beach? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, so for those yeah. of you who don't know, Lanakai Beach is like, when you picture Hawaii... That's what you imagine. Yeah, Plow is insane. I think it has the number one or number two, like, best diving in the world or something like that. I remember my chief went there, like, was super stoked to go because he went scuba diving and, like, got to see the old World War II, like, wreckage that's down there that's now in the reefs and stuff. Yeah, so it's, like, insane. The island itself is, like, dude, I want to say, like, only two miles by, like, three miles. It's a real small main island in uh, Archipelago. We anchored out there and they had to do these like the liberty boats but we were in like a cove dude it was crazy it was like out of pirates of the caribbean man that's awesome <laughs> it was just though. insane and there was one bar that everyone went to it was 110 every day oh so it was nice and cool nice breeze yeah and i think beers were like a dollar so and it's our last port before heading home so you do the math right oh yeah everybody just put in work it just got wild every night. I think we were there for like a week. Jesus. <laughs> and it was just like every night was wild. That's crazy. But it was tons of good food. If uh, I think we went on a couple of tours out there. You get to like, obviously it's not a big island, so you can't really like, it's not like a grand tour, but you get a lot of history tours and stuff. Okay. And they're kind of cool. I just remember it's a good time. It's a good culture. And dude, they had some bomb food. <laughs> really see that's kind of what i look forward to when i pull into like a port or whatever i'm like oh cool i've been eating boat scraps for right however long which was weird like coming from an aircraft carrier to a destroyer like the amount of times you pull into a port is like significantly higher on a small ship i think you just got us on a good because we pulled into a lot of ports man we did we pulled into korea what th three times four, time? four times, four times yeah like yeah. in a month yeah that was insane. Yeah, like once a week we pulled in for like three, four days at a time. And it's just like, okay, are we going to do any real work? Basically just home port shifted to Korea. Which was rad. Like the people there at the base, they were like super inviting. They let us run our PRT there, which was stupid. I wish they hadn't, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. You no, know, you guys cannot do physical activity here. But it's really cool, though, because... Even pulling into like pulling into those places in Korea, like I've talked to like old army retired people and stuff like that over the years. And they're like, yeah, so 
we were in Korea. I'm like, oh, did you ever go to like Donghae or, or like um, Busan? They're like, yeah. Like, did you ever go to like Hyundai Beach? I'm like, I want a ton of money at Hyundai Beach at the casino there. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That paid for my whole deployment. That paid for every single port. God damn. The shitty part was uh, Sox. What was his name? Yeah, Sox. So he taught me how to play three card poker. And I was like, oh, man, I could do really well. And so Chance was like, hey, I play three card poker as well. So we all were playing three card poker, did really well. And I'm like, all right, cool. I got like a couple hundred bucks, like, you know, whatever. I'll go cash out. I'll just pay for, you know, two days of Korea or whatever. And I hear the little ball rolling around the little uh, roulette table. And I'm like, hmm. And I hear a last call for bets. And I'm like, absolutely. So I put everything down. And I think I lost everything but like $40. And I was like, fuck. And it just happened to be like right by the cash cage too. So like when you're walking out, you're like, oh, I'm totally going to cash out. Last call for bets. Oh. You're like, son of a bitch. All right. So I lost everything except for- engineer it. Yeah. I'm like, damn it. I've been doing really good at three card. Let me go back there. So I go back to the three card table. Up a couple hundred dollars, whatever, again, because I don't remember what happened, but I was just on like a string of good luck. So I'm like, I'll just cash out. And then I hear, last call for bets. And I'm like, God damn it. So I do it again and I win. And I think I had like $800 all said and done at that win. And I was like, I have to cash out. But free drinks i'm hammered so i'm like i have to cash out i have to so i stumbled to the cash cage and there was like a lot of like controversy whether i was like able or coherent enough to like handle that much cash and i'm like yeah like i'm totally fine and then i found the atm and like managed to get all the money put back into like my actual checking account and i was just like holy shit like i made it back to the boat that's when we had those like New Zealand enlisted folk like screaming at um Oh I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. So anyway, they were yelling at him on the bus and I was like, damn, I was like, they must do things differently in like New Zealand or whatever. And all the Kiwis are just like, Yeah, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, like we got like rank structure, we gotta be like respectful, like on certain things. I'm like, Yeah, we don't care. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I see how that's going. <laughs> you guys are drunk and screaming at each other on this like Korean bus. <laughs> like, and the driver's like, "Do I leave? Do I stay? Like, do I kick you guys off? Like, what's going on?" And I'm like, "Yeah, just take us back to the boat, man. It'll be okay." <laughs> what was the first port we hung out in? Because I was talking to Michelle about this. We were talking the first time I think we ever met you was at a barbecue at our house. Before the deployment. Yeah, somebody invited. I think it was, it was probably Jay. Yeah, it was probably Jay. But my question yeah. was, what was our first port that we hung out together? Because we didn't hang out the whole deployment, like, from start to finish. No, I would say I met you kind of casually in combat. Right. You were working. Jay was like, hey, this is Roman. Like, you know, what's up? You know, X, Y, and Z. I don't remember how we hit it off or why we hit it off or, or like, how we became friends or anything. I just have a bad memory in general. But I would say first port that, like, we all hung out in a group in was probably... We've been Australia? Yeah, I was going to say second port in Australia. So not Fremantle, but... Darwin? Darwin. Because we were there for, like, two weeks. We had those, like, the boat things, the boat problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we went out one time in Australia, and then we just kind of, like, we just kind of got along and, like, realized that, like, oh, cool people meet cool people, you know? Like, you generally try to surround yourself with, like, people that are like-minded, I guess. Yeah, I was trying to remember. That might have been it. Yeah, because we pulled into Fremantle, and then we hopped on a train and went to Perth. Right. When I say we, it's, like, me, Paras, Jay, like, that whole gambit of people right jay had started dating his current wife and so he was kind of like 
kind of separated from the group like he was just kind of like boot up or whatever and then i went out and did like the hustler club and like all those things in perth that i was like oh you know went out partying and stuff like that right and then what did we pull out for like a week yeah and then we were like right back yeah we pulled into darwin darwin somehow our groups like kind of mixed up or whatever like met up or whatever like you came out with us or we came out with you and it was like jay you me paras like whatever or was it in uh, Singapore? Dude, actually, no, I think it was in Korea. Was it? Oh, yeah, no, it was Korea. In, like, Donghae, unlike that random 99 bar. Because I remember it was, like, you guys and us. It was, like, the whole OS squad and, like, all the CF. Yeah, because they kept feeding me shots of um, Hennessy. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't drink Hennessy. And they're like, well, why not? And Paras is like, come on, <laughs> why not? And I'm like, well, let me tell you this great story about mixing Jaeger bombs and Hennessy. I was mixing Jaeger bombs and Hennessy. And then I was, I remember I had my shirt off in the middle of the street. And I was like, yo, if you guys <laughs> see me running this way, just follow behind me. <laughs> For oh, no reason. <laughs> it's just no reason at all. Jeez. I remember we got back that night. And I was like, man, I'm like dizzy. You know, I just, I just drank too much. I got up sometime in the morning before cleaning stations and I puked, but I puked in the scuttlebutt in the water fountain because I couldn't make it to the toilet, right? And then I just crawled back to my bed and, and like got back into my rack. And I remember the next morning I like woke up barely and they were like, yo, who the fuck puked in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the water fountain? And I'm like, oh shit. They're like, whoever fucking puked needs to clean this up. And I'm like, man, I'm going back to bed, man. This is crazy. <laughs> and there's like four dudes just like screaming about it. And I'm like, didn't somebody puke in the shower and then clog the shower drain? Like, that's what you guys are worried about? Oh, you weren't with us. So on the first deployment, we, uh... Pulled into Yakuza, Japan. Yum. It had been our, I think it was like our first night there. We had a bunch of drinks, good night, yeah. whatever. That wasn't the story of the night. <laughs> the story of the night is there was this chick that was temporarily on our ship. She was there for, I think, training or something. She wasn't going to be there for long, and she was leaving in this port. Okay. She had made, you know, some friends with Crash and Smash. Yeah. Right. And they went out one night and just, dude, they just went hard. And this girl, we're talking four foot, maybe four eleven, maybe five foot. She's like tiny. Just lightweight. Yeah, maybe weighs ninety-eight pounds wet and is out there slamming shots. We're talking like nine shots at least witnessed when I was around in a three hour time span. Jesus. Which is insane. That's a lot. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> insane. That's and a- that's just what I witnessed because I ended up, you know, we split ways. Because we're at, you know, bar that everyone's at. And then we ended up splitting ways. This chick just gets hammered. And they all three end up getting, like, confronted by, like, the... What was the... The shore patrol? Yeah, shore patrol. Ended up getting, like, busted by, like, shore patrol. Shore patrol, like, puts them in the van. All three of these chicks. And they're just hammered. And they somehow talk their way out of it. And they get out and go back out to the bars when they're supposed to be going back to the ship. Oh, man. Get picked up by shore patrol again. Get brought back to the ship, right? So they get, like, yelled at while they're hammered, which is a hilarious thing to even think about. And end up, like, going back to their racks, passing out for the night. And, dude, this one chick just shit herself in the entire rack. Like, for those of you who don't know, a rack is our sleeping areas, and they're probably about a twin-size mattress. If that. They're not even a twin. No, yeah, they're not even a twin. I would call it a sleeping pad. Yeah, it's like six 
feet by two feet. Yeah. And it's like six inches of like spring. Yeah. Uh, three inches of spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she shit all over it. Oh my like, God. All over it. She was supposed to be off the ship, I think, on like Wednesday. It was like a Friday. And they kicked her off the next day. <laughs> Immediately. Dude, she shit everywhere. Cause like one of the BMs, like one of the chicks was telling us about it. And obviously, you know, they exaggerate a little bit, but like she's like, dude, they just threw the sheets out. Oh, I, like they, yeah. you can't even wash them. I would have. She's like, she shit on everything. It was in the wool blanket. Just, no way. I don't think I've ever been that drunk. Like, I, I mean, I have. I've woken up and peed in my underwear drawer in when I lived in Virginia. Like, I got woken up like in my mid pee, and you know, my ex wife was like, "Stop doing that. You're peeing in your." I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. I'll clean it up in the morning. It's fine. Whatever." <laughs> I had no recollection of it. My buddy Ralph was like passed out on the couch in the living room. He heard the whole thing happening. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, shit. it's fine. I'm fine. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think I've ever been that drunk. I've been drunk, but never shit yourself drunk. I have shit myself before, but we're going to save that for another podcast. <laughs> but speaking of which, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up here for today. So for those of you who have tuned in and listened thus far, we appreciate your support and thank you for sticking around. Yeah. Maybe if there's an episode two, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll get to record it and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. All Peace. Right. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Keep It Moving podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at keepitmoving underscore podcast to keep up with the latest topics.